We're back with episode number 31 with the conversion king, Mr. Tim Page. Welcome to the Hustle to Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Luke Sisselbath, and each week I'll be bringing special guests who will inspire and give us step-by-step action tips on how to hustle our way to greatness. My mission here is to help you to call the shots in your own life and to live your life on your own terms. Follow me on this journey to greatness while picking the minds of these brilliant entrepreneurs. Let's get you from being good to great. All right, welcome back to the Hustle to Greatness podcast. I am very, very excited to have a gentleman by the name of Tim Page. If you haven't heard of him, he is, uh, he's, I think he's the face of lead pages. And uh, he, do, he does like, a, he's the conversion king. And he teaches a lot of people how to, well, he teaches business owners how to use lead pages and convert them into leads and uh, guide them into a sale. Uh, but today, I wanted to have Tim on to discuss something else that I am very interested in doing because I'm launching a course very, very soon. And this is a channel that I want to get into and it's webinars. So welcome, Tim, to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, Tim. So let's let's uh, get into a little bit about your background for, for those that might not have heard of you or lead pages. Yeah, sure. So uh, I have been in the uh, sales and marketing world for over a decade. But, you know, at Lead Pages, my job is basically to help people take all the stuff that we've been learning in our years as a company and, and many years before, uh, and the things that we've been learning through our customers. Uh, and, and you know, to show people how to use that stuff in their own businesses. So uh, I speak at a lot of live events. I host uh, our podcast, Conversion Cast, which uh, is over 100 episodes strong now. And I host our live webinars. And we have done, uh, I've been the host of over 400 live webinars in the last two years alone, which is a little bit wow. crazy. Wow. So that's what I do. That that is crazy, and and I've, I think I've seen you. I think it's more than four hundred. It feels like you've been on a million times per month, man. It's <laughs> it's crazy. So now, Tim, with, with all your experience, I mean, you've done a lot of webinars for lead pages, and uh, I'm assuming for in other companies or, or for yourself. So can you tell us why you think webinars? are the number one number one sales mechanism for for businesses. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of reasons, but you know, the first thing is that um this is webinars are are something where it's uh it's an event that people look forward to, right? I mean, they get to a webinar registration page and there's this countdown timer a lot of the time with a date on a calendar and it's really exciting and so people really oftentimes really look forward to the webinars, you know, they they put it on their calendar and as it's coming up, they're getting these emails, they're getting excited, they can get on there, they can interact with the host. Um, and so the thing that that I love so much about them is that is that it, it is an event. Uh, another reason why is because this is a one-to-many sales mechanism that feels like a one-to-one sales mechanism, right? So somebody who's on a webinar, you know, it can feel very personal. And a lot of times it is very personal. So when we host our webinars, I'm actually answering questions the whole time that we're doing the webinar. So uh, I'll make whatever point I'm trying to make, and then I, I often will go over and answer the questions that are sitting there in the questions box. 
And because of that, uh, people feel like, I don't want to say validated, but that's kind of the word that it feels like I'm going for. Like, you know, their direct issue is solved. Their objections become something that I can now overcome, which is extremely difficult to do in any other one-to-many sales mechanism. You know, I can't, I, I can do little things to overcome objections in my videos or in the podcast or if I write a blog post, but, you know, I, I'm not directly one-on-one addressing people's issues. But because it is one-to-many, it's scalable. I can take that to a big level uh, and help people with whatever issues that they're facing. So I would say those are are the biggest things because they are extremely scalable, because they feel very one-to-one, and because it's uh, it's an event that people look forward to. Cool. Very cool. So you, you've hosted a recent webinar, and, and that's why I wanted to talk about this topic today uh, on how to host a webinar every week. I mean, that's that's insane. Uh, yeah. Can, can you walk us through uh, your process of creating and hosting a webinar and, and how to, to make it as, a, uh, as efficient, time efficient as possible? Yeah, sure. So, you know, one thing that, that I'll address there to make it easier is that, you know, you don't have to do a different webinar every single week. In fact, uh, this year, uh, in as we're recording this, it's 2015, you know, we um we did the same webinar uh, at least once a week, uh, pretty much every week this year, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing weird about it. There, you know, the thing we have to remember is there are always new people coming around. There are always new folks joining your webinar that get a chance to see the presentation for the first time. And the thing that blew my mind this year more than anything else was the number of people that would watch this same webinar over and over and over and over again because of the amount of value that we've provided. So people will come back to watch it to pick up on anything they've missed. I had people saying they'd been on over 10 webinars, the same webinar. So that's the first thing I wanted to point out is that just because you're doing a webinar every single week doesn't mean you have to come up with, you know, a brand new webinar every week. And I think that's important to figure out or or, or to mention. The other thing to note is that uh, one webinar that we found that can be really effective and that you can absolutely do every week starting tomorrow is a Q&A webinar. Just invite people to your webinar and answer their questions. Uh, there are a ton of benefits to doing a Q&A webinar, but first off, it gets you used to doing webinars if you've never done them. Uh, second off, it grows your list because people have to register to attend the webinar, so now they're added to your email list. Uh, third off, if you ever struggle with uh, the topic for a blog post or a podcast episode or you know whatever content you want to create, if somebody asks a question on a Q&A webinar, you can take the that that question and turn it into a future blog post. So if somebody says, what superfoods should I eat to have more energy? Your next blog post can be, uh, here are the superfoods you should eat to have more energy. And now, not only did you get the idea for a topic, but you know it's something that people are interested in because they've asked you that question. Uh, and then, you know, if you're struggling for a topic for a webinar, guess what? The questions that people ask are the topics for your webinars. So there are a lot of benefits for a Q&A webinar. Uh, and beyond that, if you've ever struggled to create a product, if you're doing a Q&A webinar and 10 people are asking questions about the same issue, that is kind of validation that that's a, a problem that your audience has and you need to solve that problem with your next product or service. So that being said, how, how do you do this every single week? Well, the first thing is to simplify the process as much as possible. 
So you make it easy for yourself to be able to host it uh, by either doing the same content or doing a Q&A. Uh, that's kind of the first thing. The second thing is put a process in place for everything that you're doing to promote the webinar. For example, we've got a lot of different ways that we promote our webinars. Our welcome email when somebody opts into our list has a link to a webinar registration page. Uh, there are several different banners on our different properties, whether it's the Conversion Cast website or the Lead Pages blog, that link to a webinar. On our podcast, every week, I invite people to sign up for our webinar. And all of those things link to either webinar registration pages or we use Lead Digits, which is uh, our text-to-opt-in feature that we have at Lead Pages. Uh, and all of those things, we just update them every single week with next week's information. And so it's a whole system that we have in place so that uh, whatever evergreen content we're using, people can then just simply click on the link and they end up on next week's uh, live webinar. So being able to put these processes and systems in place to make it easy for yourself uh, can really be the key to making this work every week. Cool. Very cool. Now, I, I see a lot of webinars uh, being... Uh, presented and promoted for a launch. So if somebody's uh, creating a you know an info product or, or or something along those lines, they do it for a launch. Uh, have you guys ever used it for for something like that when you guys first launched lead pages? So you know when we what we tend to do is not so much use a webinar as kind of a launching tool. What we do is it's really a piece of a bigger marketing strategy. So when we're doing our webinars, if we have a launch going on, the webinar typically happens uh, after whatever it is that we're launching has already happened. Uh, and it's it's an education tool that, of course, at the end is selling whatever feature it is that that we just launched. Okay. So what, what would you recommend then? Because I know there, there's a lot, of, uh, uh, a lot of topics out there going uh, about with the you know, launching with the, the one to three videos or four video uh, launch strategy and then and then sending it to a webinar. Do you what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean I think it's great it and it it's proven to work for a lot of people. It's not the strategy that we use simply because we're big fans of having things be evergreen, as evergreen as possible. But you know, a great example, my good friend Amy Porterfield just did a launch uh, where she, you know, basically launched it with a webinar. She had the email sequence leading up, and she had a seven-figure launch. So it absolutely can work. And if you work it right, and what's interesting is Amy's launch uh, was for a course telling people how to do webinars, which is really funny. But <laughs> you know, it works. She proved that it works by doing the launch for her own product, which teaches people how to do what she just did for her product. It's great. But uh, but yeah, it absolutely can work. But every uh, every market, every audience, every company is different. Our audience responds to a certain type of thing, whereas somebody else's audience might respond entirely differently. Uh, I was I was helping out a few friends who have a vegan fitness business and they're absolute rock stars uh, at what they do, but marketing wasn't like their top forte. So I was working with them and, and some of the things that we employed were things that we were doing at Lead Pages and they just didn't translate well. That, that audience didn't quite respond to things the way that maybe, you know, an entrepreneurial or a small business market would respond to that kind of stuff. So you know, we had to tweak some things and find what worked for them. And that's, I think, one of the biggest keys. People will always ask me, for a webinar, should you do it? You know, what time should you do it? You guys usually do them at like 3 o'clock Eastern. Is that the best time? Well, 
we found that's the best time for us. But if your audience are, you know, people working nine to five Monday through Friday, they're probably not going to attend a three o'clock Eastern webinar. You might need to do them at night or maybe on the weekend. So consider your audience with everything that you're doing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. So, uh, do you, do you prefer, do you guys do all live webinars or do you have any, I know you guys have replays as well, but do you ever do any automated webinars as well? We we do the vast majority of our live. Every once in a while, we will do an automated webinar. And the key is that we don't pretend it's live. If we do an automated webinar, people know that it's pre-recorded because, you know, what we've found uh, beyond the fact that, you know, we just want to be able to sleep at night, <laughs> beyond <laughs> that is that we found that it can really destroy an audience. So if you you don't have like a, a moral dilemma with telling people something's live when it's not, uh, consider that you can absolutely crush your relationship with your audience because people are smart. You know, they can figure that stuff out. They'll be on the webinar and something happens, even if you've tweaked your video to perfection so that there's no way to tie it to a specific date and time, people can figure out that that's not live. And then suddenly you're the person that lies to them. And if you're going to lie to me about something as stupid as a webinar being uh, live, why would you not lie to me about what your product can do? Or why would you not lie to me about your money back guarantee or whatever other thing it is? So you know, in this day and age, it is so easy for people to figure out if you're uh, worthwhile uh, that it, it just doesn't make sense to do anything that would mislead people. Right, right, and and I see others that that do have the automated webinars, but they don't they don't say it's live, but they'll say uh, you know it's it's a web training or uh, watch this replay, and I, and I think that still helps them convert. Absolutely. So that's yeah. So, so I, I I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, can, I just want to move back a couple steps. I was talking about presentations. Can would you be able to break down? Because I I love your webinars. I mean, I I. I go on them all the time and I've been a I've been a customer of lead pages for the past I don't know, a year and a half or so but I still watch your webinars they're just they're they're great and I just want to it's it's just very educational informative and it makes you want to buy right I mean it's not a hard sell it's it's a it's a soft sell type of webinar it's education marketing now can you break down the framework of the presentations that you find are the most effective in your uh, in your journey of hundreds of webinars that you've that you've created or presented. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Well, you know, the first thing is that the more interactive you can be, the better. Um, you know, I mentioned I answer questions as we go. We we did a split test, uh, and I don't have the numbers offhand, but um, we did a split test of of the exact same audience two days in a row. It was the same affiliate partner. Uh, they promoted traffic the exact same way. And uh, the first day, we didn't answer any questions until the Q&A at the end. The second day, we answered questions uh, throughout the entire webinar. And if I remember correctly, again, I'm not looking at my numbers, but I believe we tripled uh, the the sales on the webinar where we answered questions live throughout. So, you know, interaction has really been the key for us. And it's what separates your webinar from being just uh, some YouTube video that somebody watches for an hour. So that's that's one thing. It would be interaction. But what we found works really well is, first off, you start off by being really excited and addressing your audience if possible. So I like to get on just five minutes early. I don't do you know 20 minutes early and sit there and chat. I do five minutes early where I hop on. And uh, the first thing I do is, is I introduce myself very briefly. Hi, my name is Tim Page. I'm the conversion educator at Lead Pages, coming at you from Syracuse, New York, home of the world's greatest college basketball team, the Syracuse Orange, but don't judge us by this year. That being said, I want to welcome everybody uh, to the webinar. And 
do me a favor, go into the questions box on the GoToWebinar control panel and let me know your name and where you're from so I can give you a shout out. And so people will get in there, they'll type their name and where they're from. The first thing it does is it shows them where the questions box is, which gets them used to uh, asking questions when they have them. Uh, second off, I, you know, I read off as many names and locations as I can. Sometimes, you know, we have a full webinar and I can't read a thousand names, but, you know, as many as I can, I'll get in there. I just go, you know, hey, welcome to the webinar, John in St. Louis and Tim in New York and so-and-so here, as many of them as I can, which again, addresses the audience, makes them, lets them know first off that it's live and second off that they'll get their questions answered, makes them feel a little special. And then, we start off the webinar by letting them know what to expect. Here's what you're going to learn on this webinar. Here's who this is for. Here's who it's not for. Then I always let them know that the webinar itself, uh, they can use everything in the training as it is and that I'm not there to sell them a book or a course so that they can go through this webinar and I'm going to share with them all the information I possibly can. It's not a tease. It's not like I'm going to go, oh, well, you know, you've, you know, here are four steps, but to really implement this, you need to buy my book to get the other 10. Um, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but then I also let them know that as we go through the training, that they are going to, I'm going to be showing them how to do the things that we're doing in lead pages. So, you know, in our training, they'll be seeing how to do the things I'm teaching them how to do in lead pages. But I also let them know that they don't have to have lead pages to do the things we're talking about. And what that does is that keeps the people on that are not lead pages customers. We don't want them thinking, oh gosh, I have to have lead pages to do this. You know, because then what happens is you lose a bunch of people who are not already your customers. So we let them know, hey, listen, you don't have to have lead pages to do this stuff, but I will be showing you how to do this using lead pages. And at the end, and this is key, uh, at the end, I'm going to be making you an offer to get lead pages. If you decide you want to sign up before we're done, I'll have some awesome bonuses for you. Again, you don't have to do that, but I'll be letting you know how to get those at the end. So stay with us if you're interested in hearing about that. And so now what I've done is that I've made it so that people, when I get to the end and all of a sudden I'm going, now, if you want to buy lead pages, people are like, whoa, sales pitch. I thought this was information, right? I'm avoiding that whole issue. I've already forewarned people. I said, look, I'm going to make you an offer. If you want to get it, great. It's going to be special bonuses just for you, et cetera. And so people that are afraid of like selling, the best way you can avoid selling is let, you know, or that that nasty kind of selling that we're afraid of is to just let people know what to expect up front. And then from there, we get into the content and we do the content. I found that the content that works best is something that you can do in almost like steps so, you know, step one is this, step two is this, step three is this, step four is this. Now let's put it all together. That works really well because people love to have that kind of process. Then we make the offer. I do the Q&A and that's it. Uh, and if I can give one more tip as far as your offer, when you're making the offer for whatever it is that you're selling, make it as simple and clear as possible. Don't give people a bunch of options. I've watched some webinars where it's like option one is you can buy product A and you get bonus one. You know, uh, option two is you buy product A and B and you get bonus one, two, and three, right? Don't do that because now people are so confused. Wait, which one's right for me? You know, uh, there's so many options here. I'm not sure if any of these are going to work right for me. And most often, people that are confused, they won't go, oh, what should I do? You know, they'll just not buy and leave. So, if you have a bunch of options, make a suggestion for your audience on that webinar for which option they should go with. So Lead Pages has uh, technically eight options, right? We have standard, pro, and advanced, and then we have 
uh, a monthly version. Oh, actually, we've got more than eight, but we've got the monthly version, the annual uh, payment options, and the two-year. So it would be easy enough to go, you know, here are our options. Pick the one that works for you. I tell people, the one I'd encourage you to get is, you know, the, let's just say the pro annual, that's the plan that uh, most people go with because X, Y, and Z, that's the one I'd encourage you to go with. And so now people have this clarity. It's easy. They can pick whatever they want to do. And uh, there's no confusion around what to go with. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Love that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, Now, do you have uh, a specific uh, time that you find that is the most effective? Like, is it a 30 minute, 45 minute, hour, hour and a half? Because I've seen some that go for like, you know, two and a half hours. So have you, what is your experience? Yeah. So for us, we found that 90 minutes is the ideal time for us, but I've tried 90 minutes in other industries and uh, they, they've been too long. Uh, so it really does depend on uh, your particular market. Test some different things, you know, test a 30 minute webinar, test an hour webinar, test a 90 minute webinar, and just see what works best for your audience. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I instantly, my my gut reaction is like, holy crap, two and a half hours, that's insane. But you know what? For some audiences, maybe that just works really well. Um, I think our audience would go crazy if we tried to do a two and a half hour long webinar, but you know, we've not tested it, so I, I can't speak to it. So yeah, again, test it for your audience. Yeah, the two and a half, uh, I rem- if I remember correctly, there was Q&A involved in that. And I think the Q&A went on a little bit uh, longer than expected. But a real long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a real long time. But I stayed on because I was trying to, you know, I was trying to dissect how they created this webinar and, and their framework, right, to see yeah. if that will work for what I'm doing. All right, cool, cool. Thanks, Tim. I remember you mentioning you, you use GoToWebinar. Is that, uh, what, what are the other softwares that you recommend? I know GoToWebinar is a, a go-to for, for a lot of people people. Are there any other softwares and, and or maybe other webinar softwares that you would recommend? Yeah, I'll tell you kind of the option if you're on a really tight budget. And then I'm going to tell you the one I recommend that just about that most people use. So if you're on a really, really tight budget and you are using lead pages, because to do this well, you have to be using lead pages, but uh, it's Google Plus Hangouts on air because lead pages has specific templates so that you can do a live webinar using Google Plus Hangouts on air. And it gives you the option to put a chat box in there and a call to action button. And you can use that in conjunction with whatever email marketing software you're using, you know, uh, Aweber, MailChimp, ConvertKit, whatever. And, and you can combine those together and, and not need to have a webinar platform. That being said, if you're really taking this really seriously uh, and you look at GoToWebinar, you go, oh my gosh, $500 a month, that's way too much. The platform I would recommend is Webinar Ninja. You know, Webinar Jam is great too, by the way. A lot of people love Webinar Jam, but the one that right now I am just in love with is Webinar Ninja. They, they currently use Google Plus Hangouts on air as well, but they're working with a new platform that's going to be a streaming platform similar to GoToWebinar. It has a lot of great uh, email marketing functionality and a lot of kind of backend control features that uh, that really nobody else has. You know, I think you'll see in the next few months that Webinar Ninja is going to become much more, is going to be used by a lot more folks. And uh, I think they are poised to dominate. So check out Webinar Ninja if you haven't yet. Nice. And how much do they go for? You know, I I don't remember. I think it's it's like fifty or a hundred dollars a month. But I, you know, it's been a little while since I've I've looked at that. But it is it's completely affordable for just about anybody. Okay, cool. Because I mean, it's 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 with the Google Plus platform. So 
have you ever done anything like that with with the? I know you've used a Webinar Ninja, but with um, I think it was Webinar Jam or anything that that integrates with Google Plus because I've used some before, but it's been quite a while now. And I'm taking uh, I'm assuming that they've handled all the glitches that come from the the Google Plus. Yeah, so there's nothing really that can that can help the Google Plus Hangouts on Air issue, which is you know that it, it, there's a lag time of of you know sometimes like 30 seconds, depending on the connection. There's nothing that can fix that. You know, whatever issues that Google Plus Hangouts on Air has, it's just going to have. But yes, I've used Webinar Ninja. I've used Webinar Jam. I've used just Google Plus Hangouts on Air with a, a lead pages landing page. You know, they all have their pros and cons. You know, we still use GoToWebinar because, you know, for what it's worth, GoToWebinar uh, is the most reliable. It doesn't rely on Google Plus Hangouts on Air. There is uh, pretty much no lag. So we really like it. But again, it comes with a $500 a month price tag. So, you know, if I was, if if money were uh, an issue, but I knew I wanted to have the best, I would be using Webinar Ninja. Webinar Ninja. Okay, perfect. All right, thanks, Tim. Now, I, I want to just backtrack for just a little bit more for, because I remember you mentioned something about traffic as well, uh, how, how you drive traffic to the webinars. I mean, you touched on it really quick, but can you give us, you know, uh, an idea of, What's the best way to drive traffic to webinars? Is it Facebook ads or it, let's say, okay, let's say I have no list whatsoever. And what would you do if I had no list and I needed to get people to my webinar? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give you what maybe requires a little more time than what a lot of people are talking about, but it's also more effective than what a lot of people are talking about. What a lot of people will tell you to do is get a webinar registration page and drive a Facebook ad to the webinar registration page. And you can absolutely get results that way. But, you know, it's it's a fine way to go, but your cost per lead is going to be pretty expensive. Uh, and it's a really noisy, kind of noisy way to go. There's so many other people doing the exact same thing. It can be tough to get some real traction. It's very doable, but it's tough. Here's the, the route that I recommend. And I, I heard of this from several people, Amy Porterfield being one, Melanie Duncan being another, uh, Derek Halpern. So what you do is you create a series of blog posts that are uh, that tie directly in with your webinar. So if your webinar, let's say you're a health coach and you're talking about superfoods on your webinar, you do a series of blog posts maybe about different superfoods and what's great about them and how to eat them and maybe some recipes. Uh, and you create these blog posts around that. And then what you do is you send a Facebook ad to the blog post. So what happens is Facebook will reward you with a really cheap cost per click because you're sending them from an ad to uh, an actual piece of content. It's not a landing page, not a webinar reg page. It's an actual piece of content. And Facebook loves that. And then within that, uh, within that blog post, you actually uh, have what we call a content upgrade. It's a specific lead magnet that you give people that's re uh, related and relevant to the blog post that people have to opt in to get. So let's say you did a blog post about kale, right? Kale, the superfood that everybody loves right now. So you did a blog post, here's how to use kale, blah, blah, blah. At the bottom of the blog post, you could say something like, uh, want to start incorporating kale into your diet now? Download our five recipe pack that includes delicious recipes, including kale. So then they would opt in to get that guide. And now the thank you page, once they've opted in, is a webinar registration page where they can, you know, you know, great, you're interested in learning about kale, you've got your kale recipes, want to learn how to best incorporate superfoods into your life. We're doing a free webinar this Thursday at three o'clock Eastern, blah, 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 register there. Also, the welcome email. 
you know, here's here are your recipes for for you know kale, like mentioned in the blog post. Also, in case you missed it, we're doing a webinar, right? So now what you've done is you've gotten a really cheap cost per click by sending them to the blog post. You've gained attention for yourself and your brand. You've helped your SEO juice because people are going to check out uh, this article and showing Google that it's relevant. Now, uh, they're opting in to get that thing. So they're on your list. Even if they don't attend your webinar, you can keep uh, following up with them. And you've let them know about your webinar and you're starting to grow your list. So sometimes we hear these ideas of these little tactics, here's how to do this thing, and, and great, now we've boosted our webinar registrants and what now. But sometimes a little bit longer game can not only get you the goal that you were looking for, but have a lot of, of extra benefits while at the same time building a relationship with those people so that when they do register, now they're more likely to show up because you've already given them great content. You've already been promoting whatever it is that uh, you promote in terms of content. And then by the time they join your webinar, they already know that you know your stuff and they're more likely to show up, be engaged, and then buy your stuff. Love it. Love it. Wow, that's brilliant. All right, cool, man. Thanks a lot, Tim. That was, uh, especially that closing tip, that was that was brilliant. I'm definitely going to start using that one because uh, especially getting a, a lower cost per click, that that's that's always good, right? Absolutely. Now, uh, if uh, anybody wants to get in touch with you or, or find out what you're doing next, I know you got a, a couple of things on the go. Can you uh, direct them to the links? Yeah, absolutely. A few things you can do. One is if you want to check out how we do webinars, you want to get a chance to, to see a webinar in action or whatever, uh, you can text Lead Pages Live, that's all one word, L-E-A-D-P-A-G-E-S-L-I-V-E, to the phone number 33444. So again, it's Lead Pages Live to 33444. Or you can go to leadpageswebinar.com and register there. If you want to find me on Twitter, uh, I'm on Twitter at Tim the Page, and that's P-A-I-G-E. And uh, yeah, I would say those are the two best ways to get in touch. Join me on a webinar, get your questions answered, or uh, reach out to me on the Twitter. On the Twitter. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking for you right now, and I'm going to be adding you in the awesome. next couple seconds. All right, Tim, thanks a lot for your time. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Another awesome episode in the books, and uh, I want you guys to follow up with this. And I've been plugging this website for the past few episodes because I, I think you're going to take a lot of value from it, especially if you, you love my podcast and you love the guests that come on. It's the Undisputed Leadership Summit uh, with the featured guest, former number three ranked UFC competitor, Mr. Alan Belcher is going to be the featured speaker, uh, as well as he's uh, putting helping me put this together. Uh, and we got a you know over 18 speakers, 18 six-figure speakers that are going to talk to us and teach us uh, you know the mindset of a, an entrepreneur, the mindset of a leader, and uh, how to lead effectively and successively to build your six-figure business or. You know, to lead in general, to be a better parent or, or lead a movement, whatever your goal is, this is going to help you build that mindset to become one. So go to the go to www.undisputedleadershipsummit.com and register for your free ticket. It's all free. All of these speakers are free to you. You don't have to buy a 
ticket to fly over to San Diego, get a hotel room, and and pay for the ticket. So we're saving you a lot of money here. Uh, you know, we're saving you in travel, and that's how we could do this. Right? We're saving you in all of that. You know, all of the overhead. So that's why we could do this all for free, and it's all online. So all you got to do is log in, watch the watch the videos, um, the video interviews that uh, with myself and, and each speaker. Take notes. And you know, put that stuff into action. So go again, go register. It's free. It's undisputedleadershipsummit.com. Go check it out, and uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. And uh, keep hustling. <laughs>